Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and I'm very excited to say that joining me in this episode is the fabulous Robin James, also known as Man For Himself. Now, Robin and I met uh, the end of 2017 at an event to do with thinning hair. We We both have issues with it, and we were talking about the personal experience we had had in front of an audience, and it just turned out to be a bonding moment, and I couldn't wait to get him on the show. He has a hugely successful YouTube channel, Man For Himself, where he gives style, grooming advice, and actually... I went on a bit of a deep dive into his channel when I started researching this uh, conversation that we're about to have. And there's a video in there, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes. His audience might be predominantly male, but there's one particular video that's as applicable to women as it is to men. I mean, obviously, just take out the, uh, the male clothing and swap it for a female version. But the rules and the insight he gives into how to find a signature style, how to not make a, a wrong buying decision when it comes to your fashion choices... It's actually, I watched it and I was like, oh, I wish somebody had told me this. This is such a brilliant, brilliant idea. Stops you being a slave to fashion while also remaining fashionable. So yes, I'm going to be putting the link to that in the show notes. Uh, Robin's lovely. I had such a ball talking to him. Uh, The conversation actually spilled out. We went out for dinner afterwards and I think it was about four hours of more gassing. So I hope you enjoy this chat. He's a really fascinating guy. He uh, has a brilliant, well... He tells a story of his background, of how he got into doing the YouTube channel, of what he was doing before, which was very interesting, and how all these things kind of led him to the journey that he's on now, creating this incredible content. I will put all of the links to Robin in the show notes. He's great fun. Just please engage with him, follow him, love him. He's excellent. Uh, And actually, another thing that was so good about this is that at the end of the recording, he said I think I might want to start my own podcast and I said do it do it the more of us podcasting the better do it do it do it and then a few days later we were whatsapping and he was like and I said do it do it anyway lo and behold he's published his first podcast already very quickly because he's very savvy with things like this if you listen to the show you'll understand why he has a brilliant broadcasting background where he explains where he picked up his skills if you look at his videos they are beautifully edited he has got a real eye and a talent for this that sounds really patronizing wasn't meant to be it's just very admirable how he cuts together his videos so yes i will put the link to the podcast that he's done because i'm so happy to have another member of the pod squad hashtag pod squad hashtag pod fam shout out out to Lindsay Kalk and Harry in LA who are also part of the pod squad and also the girls Carlene and Jill from Breaking Beauty you are firmly within the pod squad my darling darling friends so that's it I hope you enjoy this episode if anything in the chat means you think oh I'd quite like to ask Emma about this or 
I'd be really interested to ask Robin. Why not email me? It's so simple, thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. That's at E-M-M-A-G-U-N-S. And obviously, if you really enjoy the show, then why keep it to yourself? Go over to iTunes, click that five-star button and maybe write a little review about what you like. Five-star reviews only, obviously. We don't want any one-stars ruining the average. Here it is. I'm so pleased to have him on the show. I can't wait to have him back. He's such a brilliant, open, wonderful guest. Here it is, The Emma Gunn Show with Robin James, also known as, I don't know if it's an AKA or just Robin James colon, like Lord of the Rings, colon, the Fellowship of the Ring. I don't know. Robin James, a man for himself. It's another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and I'm here with someone super special. It's Robin James. Hi Emma Guns, it's me, <laughs> Robin James. Or a man for himself. No A, just man for himself. Oh, not a man. No. Man for himself. That's the one, yeah. Oh goodness, look at me putting an A in where I, I shouldn't know. have. Please don't. No. <laughs> Terrible, so off brand. Right, you have a hugely successful YouTube channel. You're quite the <laughs> Robin Archer's eyebrows seductively. We've decided we might actually do this podcast as a slight radio play. I think I, it's got winner written all over it, yeah. Mm. Well, no, describe for the listeners then, because I don't want to screw it up. I've already got the name wrong. Describe for the listeners who you are and what you do. So this is like now my sort of CV moment. My name is Robin James. Mm. I am 30 years old. And I run a men's... It's like dating. I'm like... By the way, if anyone is interested in dating me after this, then please do get in touch. Um, What are you looking for? Oh, God. That's... uh, I mean, should I sell in who I am first and then tell you what I want? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do that, do that. I feel like we're going to go off in tangents on numerous occasions during this. Um, This is okay. So... My YouTube channel is called Man From Self. I've got a, a blog that goes with it, manfromself.com. Essentially, really, it's, it's men's style and grooming. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Men's style, lifestyle and grooming. Grooming is the stuff that does the best in terms of search and what guys really want and are looking for. But I also have an interest in classic style trends, not so much, but kind of what guys will wear to make them feel good mm-hmm. about themselves. Um, and then the lifestyle bit that comes with it, basically drinking too many cocktails and talking about it as if I know what I'm doing um but I've had that for be five years this April my YouTube channel um and it's just over five years for the blog so it's so it's fairly established in sort of blogger terms yeah in in blogger years like Mm. dog years that's I mean you're you're a veteran I'm a veteran now (laughs) yes yeah but I went full-time in this last January so it's two years yeah it's just over two years happy birthday to me yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Well, I am taking you to Nando's afterwards, yes, so we'll celebrate then. Yeah. We'll ask them to be heavy handed with that Perry oh, Perry. Please, yeah. <laughs> um so much to talk about even just from that. So you've been doing this for five years, mm-hmm. but you went pro with it. Is that what you said? Yeah, well I just went full time in it. I <clears throat> when I first went so my background is in TV. Mm-hmm. Um I studied politics and history at university, as you do, and then I did a uh, a postgrad in broadcast journalism and I wanted to be like hard news like there is war people dying <laughs> this is me in a very chic suit in some war zone <laughs> and then as you do when you sort of get into that sort of thing I started to do more sort of entertainment stuff and that kind of became my thing when we were doing is that entry level journalism yes before we give yeah. you Syria I'm afraid you're gonna have to go and do Tower. yeah right. everyone else was doing sort of like this 
seven people have died and a blah, blah, blah. And I was always like, so Katie Price has just gone. So like, and I was like, okay, this, I think this might be my calling here. And then I got my first job in reality TV. Um, it was a show called Seven Days and it was on Channel 4, if anyone knows about this show. Um, but it was by the same people that did um, Gogglebox, Judah Lambert. Mm. So like really good first job, really landed on my feet with that. It was through Channel 4. Um, basically, I got the job because I was wearing pink socks and the commissioning editor actually actively said, I love your socks. <laughs> basically, there was, there was two people that got that job and I basically had one created, which was great. A sort of entry thing, interactive reporter, um, interactive producer and reporter, and that kind of lasted a 12-week run. Then the show mm-hmm. didn't kind of get recommissioned. So that was good. It was a really great start. And then I moved into Sky Living online, what? which used to be Sky Showbiz. All the sort of galleries of like stars that have wet hair and mm-hmm. um, stars <laughs> putting bins out, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I did that and I did some sort of red carpet stuff and I did some fashion weeks and I was like, I really love this. And then I went to Australia for really giving my life here. Went to Australia for 12 weeks, came back, uh, worked at NBC Universal, like E Channel, uh, Universal Channels, Sci-Fi. And I basically ended up doing digital marketing, which I hadn't realised at the time and realised that I hated it because I was really trying to sort of package and sell these shows, which I didn't believe in. So as a result, I was like, do what you love. So I set up my own YouTube channel because I saw it as a bit of an opportunity. There's loads of girls doing the beauty thing, but no guys doing the grooming thing. Um, and so I said, is it a side hustle? Yeah, totally. Um, like I, I, I never, d- I think it's really interesting. I've seen a lot of people online recently, like the old school bloggers who are saying, you know, if you're getting into this now for the money, it's the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, like, I agree with them. I did it as a passion project mm. because I truly loved it. And I loved, you know, sitting on a sassy when everyone else was out getting pissed. I was just getting pissed at my desk while writing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like really enjoying it and spending hours playing with hair products and grooming stuff and creating an audience who were coming back and having this two-way dialogue with them. And, you know, that grew. I was in this job I hated. I then left. I went to ITV and I worked on um, entertainment programming, like Dancing on Ice, which is now back. I actually worked on the last series. Isn't it just? Um, Many a celeb story to tell you about on that one. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I loved it and I enjoyed it. But I got to a point where my own stuff was taking off. Mm -hmm. And I thought, either do this or I don't. And I had a real moment of like, you need to jump ship and you need to give this a go. Because if you don't, someone else is going to do it and you're literally going to kick yourself. So I did it. See, that's the thing. When I had Sally Hughes on the show and I asked her about when she, the books that are over on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Robin's in my uh, living room. Robin turns his head seductively (laughs) and looks at the books. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And um, we were talking about when she wrote her books and how when she went on the book tour, one of the things that people would say to her um when she was uh on the book tour was you know how did you write a book Mm. what does it take to write a book and her advice was if you have an idea for a book then do it just Mm. do it because someone else will and what if someone else does it and they don't do it as well as you yeah would and so there is that thing of knowing when to plunge there's Mm -hmm. having that confidence in your idea You've just got to go for it. I mean, I remember, like, I was on I was on good money, not amazing money, but on good money for, you know, being at ITV. I'd moved across into marketing, then into creative. I'd launched ITVB, done the digital strategy, the influencer strategy, and I loved it. And I could really see kind of where I was going with that job. Like, I was moving up. But I was ultimately doing something which didn't 100% fulfill me. Mm. And I was like, I could be one of those people. And I'm sure there's people listening thinking, yeah, I, I'm kind of in that zone of, there's something I really want to do, but... Uh, you know, actually the comfort and the security of this is just mm. too good. I was also really lucky, you know, single, 
Not married, everyone. I'm still single. No, we'll get to this. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> you know, like no kids. I actually, you know, I was renting. So really, I was really low risk. And I had mm. a bit of money I put behind me, jumped ship. And, you know, that first year, January, t- I'd always said, do three months, see how you get on and review it. Mm. January, February, March, I earned in three months, 200 pounds. Like nothing. I literally earned. Oh, no, no, no. I know 200 pounds. Yeah. nothing. <laughs> I know 200 pounds. <laughs> Like, seriously, that's not even going to get me a round of drinks. I, I was just like, what have you done? And then I then had a real moment of, do you know what, Robin? Like, absolutely get a grip. You can pull a mean pine. You can shake a cocktail. Mm-hmm. If anything goes tits up, like, you're, you're not going to be stuck. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people who will do anything. Like, mm. I literally will be on my knees for 200 pounds. No, I like <laughs> a different sort of podcast going that way. Sorry, what are we, five minutes in and I'm already saying this. But no, <laughs> but no, I'm like... I'm not, also I'm not precious. Like I would do en- like anything, not anything, but you know what, I, I would. No, I know what you mean. I remember having some very lean times. I've talked yeah. about it on the podcast before a couple of years ago. And I was getting really, um, I was like, I don't know if I could mm. work as a beauty journalist. And when my, I was talking to my friend who's in the industry, so she's very mm. aware of the pressures and everything. And she said, so what you're saying is you're getting upset because you, mm. no one's going to commission you to write about mm. serums. Oh, mm-hmm. poor baby. Yeah. Think about how many jobs there are out there. Go and work on a beauty counter. Be their best of course. eyebrow yeah. <laughs> thing. You know, go and work on a benefit brow bar and outsell all of the competition. That's it. Like, don't be precious. Go, no. and, go and make coffees. Also, create your own opportunities. You know, mm. just really, just keep on going. I mean, obviously, there comes a point where you might be like, actually, I'm, I've got no cash and I can't afford anything. But I was just like, keep on going. And, mm. you know, I got through that March, got through the April, stuff started coming in. And now I'm, I really, I love my job. And that's, that's one thing. Oh, you can tell. You and, can really tell. And I, and you know, I'll, I'll be working Saturdays, Sundays, Fridays. I take time off when I can. You know, sometimes I get up and I'm like, I just need to get going. Like on Monday, I was up at five, mm-hmm. couldn't sleep. I had too much on in my mind. Yeah. Like I wanted to just write and get going. Um, but then there were, like yesterday, I, I physically couldn't get up because I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah. But that's one of the great things about working for yourself. Mm. You go with your own body, your own energy. If you feel good, you'll stay up, you'll do it. You work Saturday, you work Sunday, you work every evening. But if you feel like shit, you, I mean, you just can't. Fine, you're not earning money, but you just take some time. Sometimes you do need an afternoon um, under the throw. Yes, <laughs> I've just witnessed said throw. You haven't witnessed it, you experienced no. it. You held, has... it like an, you held it like a pet. <laughs> Emma has got the best throw, um, which she told me was Arctic Fox, brackets full, <laughs> close brackets. And it is, it's, it's quite something. It's a, it's a, com- it, if, it's no, a comfort, it's a comfort blanket. It is lovely and soft and luxurious and decadent <laughs> and all of those things. God, it's everything I want in a lover. <laughs> and more. Yeah. And, they, and they don't talk back. <laughs> no, they don't. No. Depends how much tequila you've had. So I think this is very interesting because I think if you are pursuing a passion, and I know that's kind of a sort of, that's a big umbrella term, sort of passion thing. But to go from doing a job that to a lot of people would be a very glamorous sounding job and seem like it was living the dream anyway, to say, actually, it's that's not quite where I want to be. Like, yeah, it's good. It covers the bills and everything. But I feel like this is over here, but not actually knowing what this and I'm using, <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> inverted ear- <laughs> inverted air commas. Finger commas. Yeah, finger air commas. commas. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't actually know what it looks like, but to take a risk and jump. Have you just, would you say that 
you've just picked it up every day every day you've used as a learning curve every day you've used as a like right tomorrow needs to look like this or in six weeks time I want to be doing this so that means that this week I should probably do that like have you had any strategy that question I like literally struggle with every day Mm. I have got so many ideas in my head of things I ultimately want to do and kind of where I see myself but it's it's the road to that and I know there are many roads to get there and it's kind of like how you navigate to get I was you know there's never been a day where I have thought oh what do I do today I don't have anything on like I there's always something to be done Mm. and but like an actual structure of it there's not really one like I I know in terms of say upcoming projects and Mm. the stuff that you can think about as you know a traditional mag might have the seasons you know where that content is coming mm. in just because it always happens but in terms of like I want to launch this then I want to be here then I want to be earning this like that is not something which I have but something I have actively been thinking about like should I get a business plan together should I be thinking mm. more like holistically about the brand you know yeah. like what is going on so that's definitely something on the to-do list but I think that's it I think it's very difficult to I, I remember when I started this someone said oh you should write a business plan and actually, it was lots of thoughts and feelings and emotions <laughs> rather than, you know, if you go onto lots of bank websites or these very helpful websites, they'll say, you know, template, download a PDF for your business plan. And I just thought, well, I can't really fill in that bit and I can't really fill in that bit. And then I felt inadequate. But it's just, I think, yeah, it's the thoughts and feelings and just knowing I've got all these ideas and I know that I can execute them, but I just need the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's that's the thing. I feel like what I loved about my old job and the sort of experiences I had was you had a team and Mm. you know if you had an off day you could spin round to Susie and say look Susie I'm going out for a boozy lunch I'm probably not going to be back because I feel like (laughs) shit can you get this done cool yeah I'll absolutely do it and you can pick it up for me tomorrow you know I don't have that now there's not someone that I can say I'm just not feeling it I just don't want to do it Mm. unfortunately you've got to get up however bad that hangover is or however bad the breakup's been or whatever it is Mm. you've just got to get on which one is very empowering because it really makes you very aware of everything you're doing, mm. every single penny that you're earning or not. Mm. You feel very connected to that. And I think that's really important. I feel like something you don't get elsewhere. Like my dad's got his own business and I feel like he's probably been a sort of point of inspiration in that. Like he does engineering, so it's definitely not styling grooming. But he's, I've sort of seen what he's had to go through and sort of do in his own sort of world and having his own commitments to things and like he works every hour and I've seen kind of what you can do with that Mm. and that's kind of what I want and what I'm trying to do but it is like it's lonely like it it, Mm. and recently I have taken someone on to kind of work more with me as a writer to really boost that content and I would always say it's not an assistant like I don't need someone to fold my clothes and book cars for me I want someone who is actively writing and creating Mm. something of substance and value for what I'm trying to do and that has been a massive help but like one of the things when you said about, I'm going off again on tangents. When tangents you, when, are good. Tangents are great. When you said about you know the plans and things, I would just love a team. Like I'd love an editorial team of people who were working with me, not for me. Where we you know we talk every morning and we say okay, what's coming up, news wise in this sphere, but also you know looking ahead, where mm. do we want to be? How do we grow this? Who do we work with? And that's like I would love that. 
Bit like, it's a bit like how a magazine works in a way. Totally. It's exactly the same model. Like when I was at you know, Sky Living in the morning, we'd have the style writers, the um, entertainment writers, the people that are talking about the shows. And we'd always have that, I mean, you'll know that, that morning news meeting. Mm. And you go around and everyone's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Okay, well, let's cross pollinate that, update that mm. gallery, mm-hmm. do this, do this, do this. And then, you know, someone ultimately, they just say, okay, well, we need to focus on this and this. You're doing that homepage. And I would love that. So it's about creating a, a team that, is able to execute what's in your brain Absolutely. and trusting them just to go off and yeah trust is something I struggle with in every single part of my life I think because the work sort of thing I'm just so close to it and because mm. you're so close to it it's your baby when someone does there's a few people that I have worked with and I'm like I trust you implicitly there's a video guy I work with who just we've worked together so closely that he just he knows the way I'm going to move I know where the camera's going we just we work mm. so well together and we're also very very different like he's this sort of he's really into rock music and he's like all in black long hair and I'm just like this like get me my hairspray sort of thing <laughs> and it's like but we work so well and I'm just like go off and do that I totally trust you there's also an illustrator I work with who just gets it mm. and she's great and that's I just pro- I probably need to like let loose slightly and just kind of be like okay I'm gonna let you do that please just get on with it and see mm. how you get on like it's a guy I'm gonna be working with to edit some of my videos and he was like just send the rushes so that's you know the unedited clips mm-hmm. send that with a brief outline of what I want and he's gonna do that and I am gonna just let him get on with it and see what happens but I'm like oh god I but mean, are you going to need to be yeah, in a padded room I'll probably need to be padded. <laughs> the thing is no one's gonna die like it's Style and grooming. It's like I'm not. I'm not working in A and E. No, like, it's it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. But it, when it's your business, you there is there's emotional ownership and emotional Absolutely. ownership. Can, uh, God, sorry, it's my head cold. It's preventing me from being able to speak <laughs> properly. Emotional ownership um, can be quite a tangled web of. God, yeah. It, it stops you being able to make decisions with some clarity a lot of the time. All of the time. All of the time. Much of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but you do need those moments of stepping back and just sort of trying to have a moment and think, I was there, now I'm here. And that's, that's tricky. You don't quite realise how much you've done until, some, <coughs> until someone says, actually, you've done quite a lot. Mm. And you're like, oh, yeah, but I want more. Like, I want more and I want it now. It's like yeah. you, you don't allow yourself to have that. But then I don't, think, back. I don't think I've worked with anyone who has their own project or own business mm. who <clears throat> isn't like that. No. And I think I was watching Suits recently mm-hmm. and uh, there's a character in it called Harvey Specter. Do you watch Suits? No, but I feel like I should. <coughs> Excuse me. Is it done now? No, there's another series okay. to come. But honestly, where we've left it, the end of halfway through season seven, because mm. they had a, oh, that cliffhanger. Excuse me. I went straight back to the beginning mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of the whole thing and started mm. watching again. I was like, I'm not ready to leave you yet. Oh my God. Harvey Specter... Um, is the main character and when he achieves this massive thing that you know that he's been wanting for a while someone says to him this is your dream are you not happy he says I don't have dreams I have goals I've reached it now on to the next one and it's so clinical Mm. but it made me chuckle because I thought everyone I know who has whether it's YouTube own business Mm. whatever it might be they never really stop and appreciate that and sometimes you have to have a network of people around you who shake you and say do you realise you've had a YouTube channel for five years You've got nearly 200,000 subscribers. Good knowledge. <laughs> 187,000. Yeah, that's the one. 94% male, UK, US, <laughs> India growing very fast. Really now? Mm. Interesting. So do you, are you able to do that or do you need someone to shake you by the um, No, I'm not able to do that. I also don't like when someone does say I'm doing well. 
I, I, I don't like praise or I just, I like staying in the zone. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I come out of that, then it's like, it takes me a time to, to get back into it. So does that mean that <clears throat> I'm interested because I wonder this about me too. Mm. So this isn't me trying to project onto you, but is part of that because do you ever think that if you indulge or lean into the success, you'll lose the appetite and the hunger and the drive? No, I, I don't know if I would. I think if I indulge in the success, you just become a monster. <laughs> like I've seen people in this space who are like, my Instagram's got this and I've got this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but you're actually just a dick. Like you're a dick because you're indulging in this. And it's when people say fans, I'm such like, I would never say fans. Mm -mm -mm. It's an audience. They are not fans. I'm like, no, because I have a dialogue with people. If someone sent me a private message, I will reply because Mm. it's a two way thing. Yeah. You are giving someone content to consume but you also want to know how they're feeling with it. Mm. And you want to have that conversation. It's not fans. I'm not, I was going to say Rita Ora, obscure, but I'm going with that. I am not Rita Ora <laughs> I have, yet. <laughs> I have seen his phone. I've seen his camera roll yeah. there. There's a lot of side boob. Yeah, there's a lot of side boob, yeah. Although I look great with a side boob, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, no, you really do. No, sorry. That's being really shady towards Rita. I'm just very jealous. She's great. She's got an incredible When point. I worked on the launch for The X Factor, in, it was the last year, it was Nick Grimshaw, Rita Ora, Cheryl, one name, Cheryl, Cheryl, and Simon. And I was in the digital team for ITV Creative. We'd come up with this whole digital idea. And um, Rita was just like, she is a babe. She was someone that the camera just goes and every single frame is pop, pop, pop. Mm. I was like, you are a force. Yeah. Oh, she's she's a natural born star. She was just, I was like, that is... Like, that is training. You're just great. And also, I'm sort of of that thing now where if I was 10 years younger or 15 years younger, I'd probably be obsessed with her. Yeah. But she's not really... I'm just a little bit outside of her radar. But every picture I see of her, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I looked like her. She's just... She's just a babe. She's someone I just think oozes sex. Like, do you know, someone's Mm. just like, they are sexy. Yeah. And it's like, you can't can't buy that. Like, you either have it or you don't. It's just like that actual animal thing that women... I mean, you don't even have to like her, but it's like women and men both look at them and it's, it's that primal thing in mm. you and you're just like, there's something there's about an admiration them. and yeah. a, a desire just to keep looking. Yeah, yeah. totally. I used to, I'm sure it's similar to, someone might jump down my throat for comparing her to Madonna, but the same thing that Madonna had where you just couldn't mm. take your eyes off yeah, her. Totally. She was just yeah. like, she was amazing. Yeah. Um, we have to talk, right, so I have been watching... Um, man for himself YouTube channel on a yes. loop all day today I've been working mm-hmm. from home of course indulging WFH. my morning got cancelled so I was like right I shall just yeah. submerge myself immerse myself mm-hmm. in you and weird um, <laughs> weird yet enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> Robert Archer's eyebrows another arch of the eyebrow yeah just we, one <laughs> I do think we should turn this into a radio play yeah, maybe I'm that could be this. a side hustle there's a knock at the door <laughs> <laughs> I was going to knock on the table this microphone's on but I don't want it to fall off <laughs> yeah it, it this looks very professional setup you've got here Emma it looks stable but it doesn't look stable it's at not. all it should look stable but it, it's not it but, looks glorious <clears throat> It's fine. Maybe we'll take a picture and I'll put it on Insta stories. But I was watching the channel today and I was like, oh, I didn't realise it was so polished and produced. (laughs) So I wondered, um, do you do all of that? Because it looks really good. And are those skills that you had to learn from scratch? Um, Yes and yes. I, so when I was, so basically a lot of the stuff I got from doing my postgrad 
which mm-hmm. was broadcast journalism at City University. And I would very much recommend it to anyone that wants to get into radio Where's or TV. City University? On City Road. So between Old Street and Angel. Oh, okay. London City. Yes, London City. And I moved down from Scotland. I um, rocked up to my interview late. And the teacher um, who was like, a force was like, you're late. And I was like, shit, I'm literally not going to get in this course. Then we had to do a screen test. And I was like, this screen test is literally going to be the only way I can get onto this course. So What did also, you do? So she was like, you've got 30 seconds. We didn't even have 30 seconds. Something crazy. So you speak three words per second. She was like, I need exactly 30 seconds or something. So we had to do 90 words. Mm-hmm. And I scripted it. And I basically did word for word exactly why I was late. Like she wanted basically us to do something about some local news story and I was like no I need to just literally sell myself on this I was like some of you may be wondering why I'm late I'm from the northeast of Scotland where there's one bus every 30 minutes here there was just too much going on in London and she was like uh-huh 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 and then they were like okay well you've got an interview with this other woman I was like no I need her because she's the one that is literally going to say you're not on this course mm. because she in- she took an instant dislike to me because I was late when mm. everyone was doing an exam and then I just went in there and I was like, hi, yeah, I was late, but you're going to let me on this course. And then I got on. So that was kind of like where I kind of first had a bit of an understanding of the whole sort of media world. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're training, so that you don't really fully understand what a working newsroom's like. I did radio production. I did uh, some TV. I also did some online. And uh, we did blogging when it, was, when it wasn't really a... Th- a thing, I suppose. Like, that was 2000 and <clears throat> 2009. So it's like nine years ago. And I remember the oh, tutor... Oh, yeah, that would have been like... Yeah. Remem- I can imagine the meeting. Should we put this on the syllabus? Yeah. Is it going to be a thing? Yeah. It was called um, online journalism, um, <laughs> which essentially blogging is. Mm. But we had to come up with this idea. And I was like, okay, mine's going to be like showbiz, but it was very much going to be, as a blog, you know, me talking about what I like. And... Out of all the things I did, I got the lowest score in online journalism because the guy told me, it's too much about you. Why would anyone care what you think? And I'm now like, Marcus, fuck you. Because this is my full-time job. And I actually checked your LinkedIn, mate, and you're not doing very much. So anyway, I mean, we should probably beep over his name. I don't know. But I'm just like, it's like, that's a real lesson too. If someone tells you no, or why should someone care, you tell them why they should care. Mm. Because I've got an opinion and I'm not saying everyone's going to agree with it, but go with it. So that was a major learning. Um, and that's kind of also where I learned about basic production of, you know, using cutaways where it's not the interviewee and you're using almost like wallpaper of someone holding a cup or a mug mm. or a gorgeous plant in the corner of the room. And you do that so that you can cut it so that you don't have um, a jump cut where basically someone's face oh, son- suddenly moves. Yes. And I've always... The way that I work, I've always stuck to those things because it's my training. Mm. So I want everything to feel smooth. I want it to feel comfortable. I want the audience to come with you. I don't want them to feel like it's like that. Mm. And I really take a long time with my edits. Some stuff, when you want it to feel super authentic and very vloggy, you will do a jump cut and a harsh cut, but it needs to feel right. Mm. So for me, that's important. The production needs to feel like it should be and could be on TV. I mean, who watches TV these days? But <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it should feel polished. And so when I'm I'm producing stuff, I take a long time scripting things. So I do a lot of research, be it on hair, grooming, style. I'll have it all written down and I'll write an article first and then I'll pull 
pieces out and then I'll talk to it. Mm. So I, I do it like that. And I will sit with an iPad next to me and I kind of do a basic skeleton script and I just work my way through. But while I'm also doing it, I know how I'm going to edit it. So I know that I, if I need to move into something to give it a, like a bit of energy mm. or I, if I need to look away because talking straight down a camera for so long is uncomfortable for everyone. Mm. So just knowing those moments, I think is really important. Your edits are just so good. I was watching... There was one where you were getting ready and I was sort of walking around doing some bits and it was, you were in a, I think you were in a hotel room mm. with a, with stairs and it was really warm. You said, honestly, I think it's 27 degrees in here. But there was you coming down the stairs and there was you going in and I was like, how many times did you have to move the camera? Yeah, I moved it. So that was, um, yeah, it was a press trip and I was like, this room is gorgeous, but it is roasting. <laughs> and I thought, I kind of want to do a get ready with me, just because I like them. But yeah, I um, had to film that about six different times because it was from different angles but I also needed to remember the energy that I had for moving into that so it didn't feel Mm. like a different cut so I would do things over and over again to have the same to have the same to have the same Mm -hmm. and just kept on doing it but then but that's because I'm editing in my head that's so interesting and then the thing that you told me just before we started recording was that you have and you emphasized that it was basic voice training oh god and then I realized that adds without you even realizing that adds a real professional touch to it complements the editing yeah because you said oh you know so I'm quite practiced at not saying um or uh or all of that kind of stuff we got marked down it was like part of the the broadcast thing again too and you know, we would sit and we'd have to script these bulletins and you'd have to hit a hard finish because it was a commercial radio station. They've got ads. And if you hit that, there's no money coming in. Mm. And they also made a point of no as, ums, uh, ooh. They always said, if you've got nothing to say, sit in silence. Because actually in doing that, someone leans in because they're waiting mm. for the next thing you say. If I was going, um, oh, oh, uh, uh, it's literally just better to be quiet. Isn't that interesting? fascinating fascinating <laughs> that eyebrows going um so did you i mean did you do you find that that's something that you use with people yeah probably i find it's so whenever i go on dates which is not that often i'm still single <laughs> 28 minutes <laughs> really, from when you last told us really pushing that one no i am um, i always feel like i kind of go into interview mode yeah and i, I feel like <clears throat> i'm still me and i'm still like feeling comfortable and i'm still natural but I do think a lot about what I'm saying and where I'm going with things. Mm. And that's something which actually is a little bit frustrating because when I'm constantly talking, I'm like, where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? Okay, you're going over here and that's that. And that's almost like what I would do in like a job interview or mm. going on a date. And it's, I think it maybe gives people the wrong sense of a real confidence in you. Right. But, it's, but that's probably something you just use as a mechanism to make everything feel very comfortable and relaxed and, you know, looking away at the right point and... <laughs> moving into something like I'm very conscious of how my body like moves in in filming and doing things and how that sort of will make someone feel really like okay where, so, did, where yeah. did you pick that up that's so I've done it because when I sit and edit myself I don't see it as me so when I first started doing YouTube I was hypercritical mm. and actually when you watch my first videos from five years ago and you look now I literally look a different person Mm. I move differently I talk differently I made a real concerted effort to lower my voice because it gave me more authority and also I was a bit like I was really like it was like super camp and it was like and that's fun and that's and it's like a lot of people get into that but also for the average guy that can be very off-putting now I very much talk like me 
But I think as a result of changing things as I went, I'm probably further away from what I was. But also, you know, sitting and editing myself a lot, you do become hypercritical and sensitive to everything you Mm. do. But I also realised that in moving at the start of a video, you're pulling someone in. So quite often at the start of a video, I'll step into it if I'm standing or I'll look down and up or I'll know to look away or I'll pause or I'll go, "Ah," you can give a little like, "Ah," or a little laugh or something. And that's not me being just like, that's not me being like fake. It's just literally something that I've learned just Mm. from watching myself. But now I, I do it as, as something that I, I'm, I'm just being very natural. But, it, but it's funny because you do, you sit there and you watch, because people say, oh, how can you watch yourself and how can you listen to yourself? And when you start doing it, like if you hear your voicemails back, you're like, oh God, I sound vile. But to people that know you, you just sound like you. I think this is very interesting in terms of, um, let's use the platform of Instagram, mm-hmm. where we know mm-hmm. that there are people on Instagram who heavily filter and face tune yeah. themselves because when they see the picture, they don't like it and they want to present something different. So what you've done in a sense is a much more constructive filtering mm-hmm. because you're looking at yourself, you're, criti- you're um, criticizing yourself constructively yeah. in order to be the finished product without yes. any tinkering. Yeah. So actually it's a self-improvement thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like since doing this, and I've just moved flat actually last October, and I live I know, by myself. I just done the apartment yes, tour. The apartment tour, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes. Listeners. Please do. And um, I, you know, since living by myself and working by myself, I have become so much more aware of myself, like in every area of my life, emotionally, physically, how I feel about things, what makes me happy, what makes me sad, which is very few things actually. I, I, I feel like I'm just a very positive person. Mm. But I feel like I just know what makes me tick. And I also think, you know, I hit 30 last year and I've never felt better. Like, I genuinely feel really good at 30. I'm just so aware of myself. I'm very aware of the people around me. I know who I like. I don't have a lot of time for people that I just can't be fucked with. Mm. I had a real, like, friend call. Um, Very common in the 30s. I was just like, no, you bring me nothing. Mm. And I, I read, um, you know that, have you read the Marie Kondo book? Which oh, the, is yeah, um, so it's so it's all about tidying. She's this tidying expert. Yes. If you've not heard of her, it's and I'm I was like, what is this wank? Seriously, like someone talking about tidying stuff, and mm-hmm. and I started reading it just before my flat move, and it literally changed my life. She goes on about does it bring you joy, and if it brings you joy, you keep it. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. And although that's about clothing and things that you've got lying around, you can literally put it against every part of your life. Yeah. There's things now that I get invited to, and I'm like. Like, I have stopped going to a lot of events, evening events, and we kind of spoke about this before we started this. And I'm now at a stage of my career where I don't need to be going to the opening of a bloody envelope. Like, Mm. it's if I want to go to it and I see value in it for my audience and for me, then I'll go. Because one of the things, just for listeners who maybe aren't aware, is that when you you talk about grooming, beauty, whatever it might be, these brands tend to have... Um, launches Mm. and they might do a cocktail party at a hotel or you might have a day launch but it requires going showing up maybe being there for an hour or so so that's what we were really talking about yeah yeah. and that's you know although that's very glam and having a free Mm. cocktail next to a pool somewhere and it's all a bit like (laughs) oh wow what a life a free volivant on arrival it's like yeah it's great but that's not doesn't pay the bills doesn't pay my bills Mm. and it's like i 
I actually just would prefer sitting at home and writing and just, or being on Instagram stories and chatting to people and mm. just like doing my job. Obviously, the launches and stuff have got a purpose, but back to the sort of, does it bring me joy? There was events I was going to and I was seeing other bloggers, a lot of whom I adore and get on really well with, and some people who I just don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're there, it doesn't bring me joy. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel shit about myself. And you should never put yourself in that situation. If you can control how you feel about yourself, that is the that is the most important thing. Do not put yourself in that situation. So I'm now very much putting that, does it bring you joy filter on everything in my life? Mm. And life is better. So much better, yeah. Like, I don't feel obliged to to go to things or to do things. Or when someone says, hi, can we send you this? And no, you can't. (laughs) Because I'm not going to do anything with it or I don't want to waste your time. And it's not going to bring you joy. It's not going to bring me joy. It's like, I mean, I'm going a bit over the top with it. Does it bring you joy sort of thing? No, but it's boundaries, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of like put them across my whole life. Mm. I think it's a really important thing to do and I think I don't know maybe it's the world of media which obviously I sort of grew up in Mm. as well where you sort of feel like you have to be open to everything and everyone and you have to say yes to everything and go to whatever and it's it becomes quite draining Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's a very healthy the power is in saying no oh yeah and knowing when to say yes 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 it's but it it sounds easy, but it's quite it's a difficult not. muscle it's to so build. It's difficult, yeah. And it's just being true to your own filter in any part of your life. You know, if you've got a friend who's saying, your friend Sally's saying, hey, let's go out for wine. And you're like, do you know what? Sally just makes me feel crap about myself. Mm. But Sally's one of those friends who's friends with her other mates. And I feel like I've just got to say yes to her to keep her on board. No, you don't. You, mm. you really don't. You can be honest with her and say, do you know what? I see with the girls, but we don't need to do something by, by ourselves because you don't bring me joy, Sally. <laughs> you don't bring me joy. You don't even bring me wine. But it's like, do you know what? Just don't. Life is too short to be doing things you don't want to do. Mm. Well, Jules have on Hep, yes. a friend of yours, yes, a friend yes, of yes. mine, a friend of the listeners, I know. He very famous, famously said on the podcast that he did with me, um, he stays away from mood hoovers. Mm. And I know many, many people love that expression. I love that. Yeah, he just said, if you're with somebody and they hoover up your mood oh and make God. you feel bad, yeah. get out of town. Get so the hell away from them. Jules is a really good creature. I mean, mm. we kind of spoke about him before, but he, I went for a spray tan with Jules about three, oh God, it was the start of the year. It must have been the start of the year. Went in and um, you've got to get down to your pants and it's all a bit like, oh God, I'm really naked here. But Jules is someone that just instantly puts you at ease mm. and he went he went your body's your body's great and i went oh god shut up uh, he went i just gave you a compliment say thank you <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh my god shit um ah, thanks and he was like no he was like one of his friends had said to one of his celeb mates had said basically exactly the same thing if someone gives you a compliment just take it mm. say thank you yeah he's completely right it's so true it's like and words he, to live by and he um he wrote I, I commissioned him to write something last year and it was about how every single time anyone gets in his booth, the first thing they say is, I'm sorry, or they make some sort of apology yeah. for how they look. And he was like, you've all got to stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, of course. He's amazing. You touched on something there, but I just want to get your opinion on. Mm-hmm. You talked about your journalism course, and mm. you talked about it was called online journalism mm. slash blogging. And I thought, I wondered if you had any thoughts on the fact that, I know when I first started hearing about bloggers, it was when I was a print journalist. And so I thought, oh, this will never catch on. <laughs> They're not trained. Um, 
And anyone who says, anyone who worked on print who didn't say that, who doesn't say that they felt like that, I think might be telling a wee fib. It just, it seemed a bit ridiculous that um, somebody could write about the same product that I was writing about for a magazine. I had a title that said beauty editor and I'd been to journalism school, thank you very much. But actually there'd be more weight and emphasis on someone else's. Did, did you find that when you started your blog that maybe there was a bit of journo versus blogger feeling or did you feel like you had to prove yourself a bit harder? Totally. And I think until maybe only the end of last year, I was always, when I was introducing myself, oh, I'm Robin, I'm a online journalist or I'm a, mm. I'm a, I would never really say blogger. I never said YouTuber, I'd always say YouTube creator. And I always then said, I worked in TV for six years. It's like, I always made a point. Oh, yeah, but I worked in TV for six years. Like, take me seriously is what I was kind of saying. Yeah. But really now I feel like, ugh, I don't really need to do that. Like, I'm pretty happy. And, I'm, and also, like, the thing... Life is full of awesome what-ifs. And some not so much. Like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thing is, sorry, just put my feet up on your, oh, on no. your sofa. That's why I'm, I getting, it. I'm getting very comfortable here, listeners. Um, sorry, guys, I'm just calling you listeners now. I'm enjoying that. Do you, do you have like a squad name? Is there a thing there? Do you have like a collective noun? No, maybe I should. What you mean, like believers? Yeah. <laughs> or does that move into fan territory, which neither of us are a fan of? No, I'm a big no. No, maybe no. not. I just like listeners. listeners I, honestly, I enjoy listeners. I. I DM and message and email with so many people yeah. like, on a daily basis. That you literally know people like but by name. If Yeah, so if I bumped into a listener, I wouldn't say, oh, this is a listener. I'd say, oh, this yeah. is my friend. Or, this, this is, is, yeah. I wouldn't put that demarcation course, between. Yeah. But it's funny. I, it's weird, yeah. Like, do you have the same with viewers? No, I'd never, I just, I say like, hi guys. <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> hi, it's me. I'm waving. It's um, a weird thing, yeah. No, fans really weird. makes my teeth itch. Yeah, fans just makes me want to, like, not be in this world. Um, what was the question? So I think what I was trying to get at was this sort oh. of feeling that, and I totally know what you mean. I remember somebody saying to me, um, I was a freelance journalist yes. and I'd started um, the website mm. before I had started the podcast. And someone was like, so are you a blogger now? And I remember feeling insulted and thinking, oh, she was really taking yeah, a piss Yeah, she was really me. a bitch there. What yeah. a cow. Um, because for me, blogger felt like yeah. a dirty word. Totally. And it almost feels like it... I feel like, to a certain extent, it's still a thing, especially with a lot of... I went on a press trip, actually, a bit of a story for you. There was this woman that I'd always seen around. I mean, we're not going to get into names. Of course not. And she was very old school. And she was like... Um, she had worked in mags, mm-hmm. and... Uh, oh, God, I'm really, like, pussyfooting around in this. Um, on eggshells. And um, I remember seeing her at this thing, and she's like, oh, we've never met. And I was like, oh... We actually, we, we, yeah, we've met a couple of times, <laughs> like brackets, seven times. We actually got pissed together once. And um, she was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I've, I've got um, a blog. 
oh, right, okay. And I was like, oh, what do you do? And she said, I've got an online magazine. I was like, okay. I said, oh, well, it's essentially the same thing then, isn't it? She went, no, 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 I've got an online magazine. I went, I was like, what's, like, what's your background? She's like, well, I'm a journalist. And I went, yeah, I'm a journalist too. She's like, no, you've got a blog, you're a blogger. I went, hun, like, I, I've got the certificate to show I'm a journalist. Like, if you want to try and take me down here, you will not win. And then she said, oh, I, I've also got, oh, um, I've also got a channel. And I was like, oh, a channel? She's like, oh, well, a TV channel. And I went, oh, a TV channel, wow. I went, well, where is it? She was like, well, you can search for it. It's on YouTube. And I went, oh, it's a YouTube channel. <laughs> well, but no, but we put, like, production into it. I'm sorry, hun, but those subscribers do not scream TV channel to me. That's like, do not give me that shit. Do not <laughs> think that you're better than anyone else. We are all trying to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's the same skills. Mm. We're all writing. But... You know, you can think of it as not everyone is on an equal footing, but there's a feeling that all bloggers are the same mm. from someone sitting in their bedroom and putting stuff on their face, which I think is great. And I think we should allow people to do more of that and to be writing and to be doing things in whatever way they want to do it. But if you think about magazines, you can take the Vogue versus a Daily Mail. You know, Vogue is going to have a different sort of commercial proposition mm-hmm. and be making the money in a different way. However... Daily Mail has got a different tone of voice, but really has got a larger viewership, viewership or readership. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that's a similar sort of thing in terms of blogging. You know, we each take our own sort of niche, mm-hmm. but this crossover, like this completely crossover. And, you know, in 2018, welcome to 2018, we're all kind of competing for the same, the same sort of market to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And I've got friends that are still working for, you know, mags and it's <clears> all moved online and things have been closed down. And they're trying to pull in bloggers and things for all these influencer programs and awards because they're trying to leverage something. Look at all the look at all the, blog, all the bloggers, all the bloggers, bloggers who've been going to put on covers of magazines. Totally, because, because yeah. that's going to sell print. Exactly, it's crazy, but it's exciting. I think it's really exciting. The whole the whole thing is changing, and I I feel like you know a lot of traditional journals now are turning to become influencers, which we need to discuss <laughs> we need to talk about that influencers, term. and it's like oh. <gasps> Oh, wow, we've got a phone. Is that Carry mine? On. Carry, Carry on. on. Carry I'm just going to... My phone's actually charging, guys, and I put it on airplane mode because I was being professional. Um, oh, wow. We've got two phones going off. This is all just too much, Emma. Sorry, um, it's because everything's linked. Get lost. Get lost. You're not Slim. coming into this. Oh, right. Listeners will love this. Yes. It was Nadine Bloody Baggett. Oh. <laughs> Who's in the new L'Oreal advert I saw? I know. She looks great. She, she looks absolutely great. And she was, she was, there was a cover of um, Stylist. There was a rap. Yeah. And she was on the back of Stylish yesterday. Yeah. And I took a picture of myself on the train looking very world weary after a long day. <coughs> and I took a picture and sent it to her with the caption, no wonder print is dying. No tea, no shade to stylist. Yeah. And it was with love because obviously yeah. I'm hugely like yeah. chuffed for her that she's on the... I liked her line, no <coughs> no woman is fine with fine hair. Mm. I was like, you sell that you in sell- love. Oh, I was she- like, I'm believing and I'm buying. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we can talk about yeah, fine hair got, as well. We've both got very fine hair. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about this in detail, but let's go back to um, influencer before oh, we wow, were yeah. rudely interrupted by Nadine back. Influencer. The term influencer, basically, guys, is is kind of what they say about bloggers, really. It's anyone online, really. Mm. And it's, it's an, it is a term I have got issue with because influencer to me suggests, it's got connotations of being a gun for hire, literally like... Yeah you can be bought and your opinion can be bought. And 
essentially you're being bought in order to influence someone's mm. opinion. And I'm like, no, your influence comes from having an opinion and having an expertise and having people want to listen to you because you spent so long trying things out and actually they, they trust you. I think that's really like, that's the important thing. I, I just really don't believe in influences. And also like influencer feels very much like that whole Instagram thing. It's not so prevalent now where someone holds up at some sort of teeth whitening thing next oh. to their face. I'm like, no, please stop. But like yeah. there obviously is a place for that. But influence is just a dirty word to me. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very interesting. I feel like the word influencer came out of <clears throat> marketeers not knowing yeah. what to call you. But it's, but it should, it should, it's fine to have that chat in board, in boardrooms, mm-hmm. like in office spaces. But to take it into the real world mm. is not okay. I actually saw someone had tweeted a while ago, a fellow blogger, and they had tweeted, "So proud of my." boyfriend I think that's what it said or my boy who my bae my bae so proud of my bae today he just became a full-time influencer I was like sorry what like WTF bae like what <laughs> like I've got so many issues with that what, what what have they decided to do like sell their soul in order to exactly sell Coco White like what is going yeah. on but also I feel like it's short-termism gone mad oh my god so much because someone's gone become an influencer full-time yeah. is that because they had 12 months of making x number of thousand pounds or dollars so they could afford it or is yeah. that because they just was it one month of being yeah. able to do it or they got one good deal like is there any good yeah. business sense there so i know exactly what you mean it's, it's kind also of a- tricky because i struggle with the online space for several reasons one is i think we all again serve a purpose i feel like these super hot things that are on Instagram that can't talk for shit but are just gorgeous <laughs> like they are gorgeous and you look at it you're not even reading what they're writing mm. because they can't write but you're double tapping without seeing mm-hmm. anything else because they're gorgeous and gorgeous people they just pull you in and they and sell products and they sell products and that's that is how it's always been mm. but they serve a purpose in that they are the billboards so they are the modern day billboards how they affect me is that this gorgeous guy holding up a whatever grooming product that he might have used in his hair. Someone's then like, well, what does that actually do? Mm. Someone goes on, they Google it, and they find me. And that's when I then will give them the info about it. So I, I do see us all providing a certain service. and this It's sort an of, ecosystem. Yeah, totally. And the brands that are clued into this will do that. And I quite often see, if there is commercial work coming in, I know that I will provide a function of being more education. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I want to be doing. I always think if someone's watching my content, I want them to take something away from it. Mm -hmm. Like I want there to be an understanding of, yes, buy this. No, don't buy this. This is like this, or it's not like this, or it's going to cost you this, or blah, blah, blah. But these other people don't provide that. And um, and I think that's totally fine. Mm. Yes, everyone has their place. And as long as... We know our place. (laughs) Yes, as long as we're not selling dreams. Do not try and do video. That's my space. Back (laughs) off. I remember when I first... When was it now? The podcast is two in April. So it was Christmas 2015. And I had everything in place. I'd like done all the research and everything. And I remember I was with my brother and I just said... And I just 
had that full body sweat and I went what if somebody launches a podcast before me and he said excellent because you'll go on their show they'll come on yours and you'll cross pollinate because that's what the American podcasters did and the more of you doing it the better don't ever worry about that kind of thing I think it's also really important in that you know understanding that that you should have your own point of difference Mm. and your own opinion and that's something that I feel like even a lot of the big YouTube creators and bloggers struggle with Mm. is if you're not authentic actually in your own skin you can never be like, well, actually, I'm, on, I'm only being myself. If you're mm. constantly trying to be something else or do something that's not you, then you will compare yourself because you'll be thinking, yeah. she's got more subscribers, he's got more of this, this is this, this is this. And that's when it becomes this horrible, competitive, mm. bitchy environment, which it doesn't need to be. We're not all vying for a... No. The, like, um, <clears throat> my friend Mary-Kate, I was talking to her once, and I think the podcast wasn't that, that old and then there were some new podcasts um, cropping up and she said, the thing that makes your podcast what it is, is you. Mm. No one else can be you. No. So just crack on. Totally. Don't worry. And the thing that makes Jules's podcast with yeah. Sarah amazing yeah. is Jules and Sarah. Yeah. The thing that makes your channel unique and is you. Yeah. So someone can do grooming and style and they can do all of those things, but they're not you. No. So it's different. Bring your, bring your own thing. Mm. And it's, that's... Like, I went through a real phase, probably even, like, two years ago, where I constantly compared myself to other people. And I got into a real zone of constantly checking Instagram, seeing the numbers on things, setting up reporting tools that would tell me who's getting more subscribers, who's getting more views, (gasps) where everything was coming from. And I was like, oh, my God, it really made me feel like shit. I bet. And then I had a moment of, like, why are you doing this? Like, fine, he might have more or less in this or whatever, but you're... You're different, and I hate saying brands, but the brands you're creating are so different. Mm. And there might be more of one type of person. Is that the right type of person? Who knows? But Mm. it's obviously not someone for you. And I think that's really important. Just be true to you, your audience, and the rest will just work its way out. Totally. Do you think Sam and Nick get worried about people doing makeup tutorials on Instagram and YouTube? Of course they don't. Because they are who they are. I don't think they... Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's something that... It's very, it's a very easy trap to fall into. Totally. Especially you're like me, you've made your nice comfortable nest at yeah. home, you've got your... Which I call the nest. Do you yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I call my, my home the nest. Also because my name is Robin, so there's a bit of a pun there. <gasps> Robin in Robin the nest, yeah. Oh, I mean, please get a yeah. plaque outside your house, but that Yeah, well my Wi-Fi door. is called I thought you said wife nest. then, I thought yeah. I've got everything so my, terribly wrong. My wife at home, um, <laughs> she's in the nest, yes. In a basement. In, <laughs> in a nest. basement. Oh, God. No, sorry. It's just I genuinely thought <laughs> you were saying... have gone very dark here, yeah. No. It's the head cold, I apologise. the head cold. So your Wi-Fi much. is... Robin. My Wi-Fi is called The Nest, yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need a turret now. Yeah, oh, I'd love that. Yes, please. Or an oast house. Mm. You're a London dweller now. Do you want to live elsewhere? Um, Having lived in Inverness or grown up in Inverness. So I'm from Forest in the northeast of Scotland, uh, 30 miles east of Inverness, between mm. Inverness and Aberdeen. It's gorgeous. Like, I absolutely, I never really appreciated where I was from until I moved. I think that's, everyone will be in that same yeah, circle. Yeah. Like, right on the coast, I was always like, oh, this is boring, this is shit, uh. Like, there was nothing around. Were you desperate to get to the, were you like, I, I know the MTV 
I know that that world does exist and I want to be in it. Desperate. Yeah. I literally had the hunger. I literally had the thirst for just get out of here. <laughs> and I moved to Glasgow and I was just like, this is me. Everyone, I'm here. <laughs> and I literally was like... Zara on the high street. I was literally like, there's a Zara, there's a top man, there's a beard one, and oh boy one. Like I was literally like, come on. Like this is Come me. on, well. Come on, come and get me. <laughs> um, and it was amazing. But, you know, now I'm like, I just want to get home want to go back mm. i don't want to live there like let's be clear if if cash was not an option um i would love to have a flat i mean this is like me really pie in the sky would love a flat in london mm-hmm. and then i would love a little cottage or a house by the sea at home like that mm. would be gorgeous just because it's you get off if you fly up so you fly to inverness Talcross, you get off the plane and the thing you first notice is like you can breathe the air is so pure. Also, I run, so... I know you run. I do, I'm a runner. And, like, I've done a marathon, so I, I know what I'm doing. But when I... <laughs> I've got legs, I know what I'm doing, move them fast. But when I run here, like, it's all good, it's all great. Until you blow your nose. Until you blow your nose, and it's like, ooh, what is that? But when I was at home over Christmas, I ran six and a half miles with, with no bother... And I was like, what is it here? Like, it's literally the air. Your lungs are full and it feels good and your body's moving. Were you like Jason Bourne? I know I, was, I, know I yeah. can run flat out for I half a like, mile I'm before going. my hands start to I'm shake. I'm going. Um, but it's, it's beautiful. So, I mean, my, fam- my, my sister and her husband. Hi, Erin, if you're listening. You're all right. Oh, she yeah, Erin's a listener. Erin's a listener. Well, she will be now if she's not. <laughs> Press that subscribe button. Go for it. Um, and leave a five-star rating. And leave a five-star rating. <clears throat> she lives in Edinburgh with her husband she's got a gorgeous three bedroom house and I'm like my life is like so far away from that mm. and we are living very different lives but I'm also like I want my own house and like is that possible in London <laughs> hello <laughs> like I don't want to kill the dream for you yeah, John, but maybe not know. maybe, maybe not, not in, not in the short term can't even sell my body. I don't think I'd get that much for it. Yeah, maybe sell an organ. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really common. I. But then, do you really want it? I remember reconnecting with a lot of people that I grew up with a few years ago and feeling really terrible about myself mm. because I didn't have any children and they were all... I think all, of, all but one had kids. Um, they were all in long-term relationships mm-hmm. or marriages. They all had homes with two garages. And they, they hadn't really left where we no. had all gone to school and everything. And there was a part of me thinking, oh, God, did yeah. I... Oh, I should be doing that, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? And then I thought, no, because this is... I wouldn't be happy. It's so It's tricky. not that it's a bad way to live. No. But I don't think it would nourish me. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, you know, I've got friends that are at home... And they're living, like, the best life for them. And they love it. And they've got kids. Mm. And I look at pictures and I'm like, you're so happy. Mm. And that, and they wouldn't want to be doing what I'm doing. But it's like, well, they might think they might. And I might think I want their life. But it's it's like the grass is always greener. Like, we went home. We quite often have a, the girls lunch at Christmas. And me, talking boy, just sat there, like, eating a garlic shibata <laughs> and a bottle of wine. And um, You're my kind of man. You know <laughs> that, that's me. Just pass me the garlic shibata and I'll be fine. But, um, you know they were all talking about weddings and I sat there and I was like, I'm the only, I'm the only single person at this table. <laughs> Robin leans in seductively, raises an eyebrow. Yes. And um, I was just like, God, everyone is so, so grown up. You know, there's people at this table with kids and I'm so far away from that. Um, I mean, I could adopt 
a six-year-old tomorrow and literally yeah. be six years ahead. But um, I'd really question the agency <laughs> that you used for that. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, I just want someone something from all around the world. No, but I think it's because, because I've had this conversation with many people about... Um, those are the landmarks that mm. make us think that we're grown up. Oh so God. I was 40 in yeah. December. Yes. You may love, have noticed. Which the- I loved the 40 days or 40. That's not what it was called, was it? 40. No, what? 40, 40 days of 40. 40, days of 40. We met during 40 yes. days of 40. Because I really enjoyed it. I went back on your stuff and I was like, this is such a great idea. Thank you very much. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But one of the reasons I did it, and I don't know whether I talked about this in the podcast because I wanged on about it so much, but I don't mm. know if I mentioned this. As somebody who's never been engaged, married, pregnant... Mm bought a house I've never we'll see how tonight goes we'll just get one of those sorted <laughs> am I really really misreading things what about your wifi no, anyway um, I realised I'd never had any of those landmark mm. occasions that that society celebrates yeah so I've got to four, so I had got to 40 without having um, all any of those yeah. celebrations or any of those landmarks and so f- I think part of that has sort of embedded itself and made me think that I'm behind. Yeah. But but totally. you're not but I'm not. No. I do think that's city living too. Like yeah. we we live a fast paced life, but in terms of like life life lines, I was gonna say life plans, mm. I suppose, and you know, married at this age and having kids by this age and it's not quite the same here. I mean there are some people that are living those lives down here and it's very much working for them, but no. That's just not for me. And you've talked about, since we've been recording, about how you want to basically have five other people mm. executing what goes on in your brain. Yeah. So I don't think it would... No. It would be your thing. You'd be like, where, where, where's my ideas? Where are my ideas? I went to see um, a, a psychic. To... Uh, I went to see a psychic when I was in, when I was in LA um, last June. And I... Like, we spoke a bit about, before we started this again, it about the moon. Tyler Henry, was it? No, it was no one of a name. And um, I went in, I was leaving LA that day and I was kind of wandering around and um, I walked past this place and I was like, ooh, that looks mysterious. And I popped in and there was all these stones and things and dream catchers and all that good stuff. So I started talking to the woman. I said, oh, have you got any appointments? Free to She said, yeah, we've got one in like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, cool. Like, yes, yeah, sign me up. I'll just go next door and get I, a juice. Yeah. I'll be right back. I was like, I'm just going to get a carrot juice next door. You know, I just was like, sign me up. I'm going in get this sorted like because i had a great trip i was like i want someone to tell me what to do with my life like literally tell me now how come you'd gone there before we continue this why did i go tell it for work or yeah so i am um, a lot of my audience are u.s based um mm-hmm. so u.s uk and i wanted to go i love new york like i'd been once before that's the name of an excellent book by yeah. a wonderful woman called <laughs> Lindsay kelk by the way also a great song by madonna isn't it i love new york she's not she's like oh my god i might be making this up such an awful gay i don't know don't know these things yes guys i'm gay there you go just outed myself on emma gunn's podcast there you go well that'll shock shock horror yeah (laughs) number one um yeah but where was i with this oh yeah so i got see side note so i'd had a i had a trip to um new york and i thought i'll i'll do a few places so i did new york san francisco which i loved mm. absolute j'adore that place it's amazing then i went to la and i just didn't get into la i think because i don't know anyone there whereas new york got a few friends there and they just go wet and wild and i was like we're going out and i was like living like a local like literally you going, can in new york yeah. but you can't in la also, la is quite the accent gets you so far i 
Yeah, I just went mental. <laughs> Loved it. Also, really strengthened the Scottish accent. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a whiskey. Yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> He's necking whiskey. Just necking whiskey. If you're not sure, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm Scottish. <laughs> and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Lols. Oh my god, I'm really sweating in here. Have you got the heating on? It's the underfloor heating it's in this place. Under- I put the heating on. It I'm was like, freezing might in here. I have to take earlier. my grey crew neck. It's merino. I might take this off. <laughs> it, it's actually the thing that's making me laugh is it's on one of the videos that I watched earlier. Oh, where, yeah. you, where you tried on an alternative yeah. and it, it was just it, swamped you. I was like, this, I can wear this. No. <laughs> Whereas this one gives you, yeah. you've still got this the chunking on shape. the arm. Still, still got the chunk on the arm. Um, I do have really bad sweat marks. Um, but you're oh, wearing dark blue fine, I can't see. I'm going to take my scarf yeah, off of course. God is this strip podcasting <laughs> here we go yeah strip podcasting I love it this is, so, how, this is how it always goes with my guests starts. I'm going to show a bit of chest so um, yeah went across did New York loved it went went wild um, yeah did San Francisco and then I went to LA and on my final mm. day I was like I just want to have like a moment here like want to buy a moment so I popped into this place and uh, the woman was like yeah we've got something in 15 minutes so she said, can I take some details? And I was like, oh my God, are you going to do your research on me? I was like, absolutely not. I was like, oh, I'm just going to um, go uh, and look at this crystal. And she was like, well, oh, how long have you been here for? So the women on reception, I was like, you're literally doing like what? Background check. Yeah, background check. And also to feed to the women next door. Yeah. She said, oh, I, I, I was just interested. I was like, oh, I, I'm just going to take a call, like really pretend I was on the phone. So I gave her my name and that was it. And then just before I went through, she like texts the woman to say the next one's coming through. And I was like, this is a bit like fishy. Anyway, went in, the woman who like had the nicest Chanel bag. I was like, okay, this place looks like an absolute dive, but clearly you're doing very well. <laughs> so I thought, I kind of just want to make this a bit difficult for you. So I like told her nothing about me, like didn't really get into it. But some of the stuff she said was quite interesting. I feel like you hold on to certain things. Mm. Although you kind of... I feel like certain things will hold you back if someone tells you something. Like she said, I wouldn't meet someone until I'm 40, like proper, mm-hmm. which I, I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, I don't really believe in her, but you know, this little thing it's that she said, but now. it's put it in my head. But also that said, so I remember doing the Ouija board when I was, <laughs> yeah, don't do it guys. Seriously. I wouldn't go near no. that stuff. I did it when I was 11 with my friend, Katie Proctor. Hi Katie. And Hi Katie, she listens. She listens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did the Ouija board in our house. And I remember asking the Ouija board if I was going to be famous. Because that's, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to be famous. I want to be a Blue Peter presenter or some sort of lawyer on TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like Ali McBeal. Apples and uh, yeah. oranges, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Have it all. Have it all. And I remember the Ouija board saying no. And I just remember that always hanging around me and being really gutted. Also, that was Katie Proctor. That was Katie Proctor, really pushing that one. <laughs> Fuck you, Katie. No. Um, anyway, and then I remember also I went to this. Um, it was like a summer camp sort of thing, and there was a woman there that said she could read palms, palms, palms. and she took my palms and she looked at it and she said, "You have two love lines running parallel to each other. So one starts and one starts before the other one ends." And it really put a fear in my head. And that was age fifteen, maybe basically telling me that two of my greatest loves will overlap and that's really made me feel weird about things i'm like what if i'm gonna cheat or is it because someone becomes ill i don't know but i feel like don't go to these things i've just jumped around from new york to san francisco so you're in so you're so in was, place <laughs> despite these experiences despite, you will you still went to go and see someone i still went to go and see someone but um i feel like that's part of me just wanting to be told what to do mm. like i said to her like she's like have you got any questions for the spirits and i was like I was like, am I doing the right thing? She's like, in what area of your life? And mm-hmm. I was like, um, like my job? And she's like, the spirits think yes, but there's more you could be doing. I'm like, yeah, but what? Like, tell me. <laughs> like, 
what what should I be doing? I was like, but what did you want the spirits to say? I kind of wanted them to just say, yeah, go for it, love. You're doing really well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted guidance. I think that comes back to working by myself. Mm. There's like, there's not really a mentor. Like, I can talk to my dad. I can talk to my mom. I can talk to my friends. But no one's in the same space as me. Mm. And it's like, it's very difficult to to have that. Um, and I think that's probably why I did want to do this weird woman with a gorgeous Chanel bag in LA. Um I mean, this story it had absolutely no significance to anything, but I just really no, went no, with it I and enjoyed it. it. I liked I'm it. I'm just like really leaning back on this sofa in my, in my merino turtleneck. He, that wasn't coffee. That's just that was a <laughs> What was in that? Yeah, I'm going. Hum, hum. You'll wake up at two o'clock this morning yeah. covered in the faux fur. <laughs> yeah, like Loving where am life. I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching CBBS. <laughs> yeah, not CBBS. <laughs> oh my god! That's children's television for international. Babe listeners. station. No, uh, celebrity. My brother is on at the moment. Oh yeah, CBB. I meant CBB yeah. singular. Um, <clears throat> so. Right. <laughs> You're psychic. like, where do I go with this? Where do I go? Robin, from... there's too much. Where do I go from the psychic? No, I think it's interesting what you say about working for yourself and having your own. Mm. It's the, and I've talked about this before in the podcast, it's the road less travelled. So there's no blueprint for success when it comes to our good friend Jules Von Hecht, a celebrity tanner. No one has really paved away. You can't do a course in celebrity tanning. You can't do a course in what you do mm-hmm. because um although give it time i'm sure yeah, there'll be one you're right up. one yeah in fact let's like, come and do my youtube <gasps> yeah you can you imagine if we set up a school like um uh xavier school yeah, for the yes x-men. x-men love it yes you me jules yeah get gorgeous. a few others involved we would be keen. like the x-men yeah yeah <laughs> oh God, i'm literally gonna let turn. me just text Zoella. i'll see if she's keen <laughs> Hey, Zoella, love, you're not, not busy, you need the extra cash. She'd be Jean Grey. Oh my God, she'd be all over that, wouldn't she? Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, right, that is, that's a business plan yeah. we'll have to Maybe we actually have to out. cut this bit out of the podcast in case someone else steals the idea. Nix the idea yeah. of turning <laughs> into a school for the gifted. <laughs> gifted bloggers. And a rather excellent movie franchise. Yeah. Who would play you in a film oh, of... God, gorgeous question. I mean, I am multi-talented, so I'll probably play myself. Um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Um, Emma shakes her head in disagreement. Um, I don't know. That's a just, really good question. I just don't want you to miss out on being on set that oh day God, yeah. in your chair, directing someone to be Maybe you. Zac Efron. <gasps> oh, I can actually I see can that. I can see it. I can see it. I mean, I'm obviously a lot more attracted than him. For anyone yeah. that doesn't know what I look like, I'm literally a better version of Zac Efron. But also, you do have the most piercing blue eyes. They are good eyes. That I'll have myself ever that. existed. Yeah, ever. <laughs> On your YouTube channel, do you use a ring light? No, but I but I do know my lighting, yeah. Robin- I also only ever wear blue. Blue, navy and grey, because it makes my eyes look bluer. Oh, now this is the first video of yours that I actually watched today. Yes. And it was how to dress. Yeah, and it was how create to your find signature style, basically, yeah. yeah. A capsule wardrobe. And actually, I have to be really honest, and I'm not... And this will come as a surprise to many people. <laughs> no, in no way. <laughs> I'm not um, a particularly fashion person right i'm a dress for comfort i like my no no, that's not really fair that makes me sound like an absolute slob but i just i've never really felt like fashion has loved me as much as i've loved fashion Mm -hmm. um too many too many times trying to get into straight cut trousers it just it just hurts me and my soul but you gave advice in that video and although 95% 95% of your audience is male? Uh, 94. 94%. Yeah. Apologies. It's quite all right. Sorry, I just I'll assumed it had gone up yeah. since we've been recording. I mean, probably has, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like that is one, of, is one of the best videos I've seen for me. Because as well as just saying, right, choose a colour. Yeah. 
It's a colour palette, yeah. She's a colour palette. palette. So you are blues, Blue, greys. White, grey, yeah. White, so you always white, say white. White sounds Scottish. Yeah, white. But it's because um, I just know what suits me. Like blue actually as a colour makes me feel good. It looks good on me. It's it has a sort of a difference or energy. I know hot colours don't suit me. Mm. Red is draining on me. Um, you know, pinks, oranges, green, yellow doesn't work on my skin tone. Like I'm quite fair, but with dark hair and blue eyes, like blue just works perfectly and grey picks up on it too. Mm. And what you do actually by taking just one colour palette, it means you can take, like I said this in a little Instagram Ask Man From Self video, um, I said basically, you know, take two from the top, two from the bottom, you know, take that blazer, take that shirt, jeans and whatever else might be on the bottom, but I don't know. And you can literally throw anything together. If it's one colour palette, you've got the same, the right fit of clothing. So if you're someone that loves tailored clothing, then stick to that. Mm. But if you're a woman or a guy who likes, you know, grungier stuff or boho or I don't know, like streetwear, then stick with that. Mm. And it means that one colour palette, that one sort of theme means you can mix and match perfectly and you'll never get it wrong and I've never thought about that and it reminds me of the closet in Clueless that Cher mm, where she does the totally, digital yeah. thing like you don't need the digital no. iPad closet yeah. thing because as you say if you've got a spectrum of blues and you've got a spectrum yeah. of greys you can just chop and change absolutely and... yeah yeah and you're yeah. wearing one of the jumpers that was in the video I'm wearing and... one of the jumpers and all I'm wearing now is blues and a bit of hair product down the front of my jeans <laughs> but in the video that jumper you wore with a very bright yes, almost blue. like royal blue yeah, yeah. shirt whereas you're wearing it today with a navy navy turtle neck with a lot of chest out yeah <laughs> there is a lot of this under Florida. i know i should really turn it down <laughs> we can go with it um <clears throat> we are coming to the end of our time together because we've been recording for an hour and ten minutes it feels oh, like about five it is. yeah i could talk to you for hours Maybe we should do a part two. Oh, God. So, um, a note on which to finish. Oh, my... The one thing that I've not asked you about. What? David Beckham. Oh, my God, David Beckham. So, listeners, Robin... Hi there. ...was granted mm. the only face-to-face interview with David Beckham when he launched his fragrance, Respect. 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 Respect, <laughs> <laughs> Respect yeah. Respect. Um, <laughs> no tea. Drop the tea. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Oh, it's mm, gorge. We should be voiceover artists. I'm always so should. Oh, no, you should. I should, yes. Yeah, you should. Um, I'll take that compliment. Yes, I should. <laughs> yes, I should. Congratulations. Um, you were given the only face-to-face interview with him now. For the UK. For the UK. But that is a really big deal. And the reason why that is a big deal is because brands are incredibly protective. None so, no, none more so than someone like him who was incredibly um, wary around the press, very specific about who he works with. And so for you to be given by a big, big, big brand, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just his fragrance, they're owned by one of the big beauty Courty, companies, Coty. Yeah. So they have a massive strategy. They look after yeah, lots like of the everything. big designer fragrances, yeah. etc. That, for me, and I'm guessing for you, was a real landmark moment of man for himself is taken seriously and this is a really viable platform upon which product can be sold and messages brand messages can be communicated well is that is that what you took from that or did you just go oh, i'm gonna meet david beckham i so i didn't just get given that i had to fight for that mm-hmm. and um that's one thing i think you don't see with a lot of online 
personalities, influencers, bloggers, whatever you want to say, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and the successful ones are working and grafting and pushing and really trying to carve Mm. out this brand, whatever it is. And I, like many other bloggers or whoever sort of working in this industry, will meet PRs. And it's so important to have a good relationship with these people, Mm. to actually genuinely like them, want to spend time with them and want to and believe in the products that they are ultimately selling. Mm -hmm. And you are that, that vehicle to sell those products. And like, make no mistake, nothing comes for free. That breakfast does not come for free. Those Mm -hmm. products don't come for Mm -hmm. free. And they want something. But from that, I had a really great breakfast meeting with this gorgeous PR gotten really well and she was like do you know what we've got a few things coming up one is actually uh, that classic of I can't say too much but we've got a fragrance being launched by David Beckham if we were to call you at 7am on the morning of Thursday the blah 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 could you be in central London within 45 minutes exactly that was the vibe and I was like, okay, great. And I was like, is there an interview opportunity? They're like, oh, no, not really. Like, we'll, there might be like a quick picture with them or like, you know, a quick sort of written thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I want interview time. So, oh, well, Robin, we, oh, we probably can't. Like, right, I'll pitch. Like, I'll email you straight after this. I'll tell you what I want, how I want it, how it will look. Oh, um, okay, yeah, cool. So I went away from that and I was like, well, I really want this. So I sent across a couple of examples. I actually was lucky enough to have an interview with Lewis Hamilton on his yacht the year before which was insane I was horrendously hungover to the point that I slept through my alarm I was hammered the night before I fell asleep talking to the president of L'Oreal it was one of one of like the trip was insane and I just got too wet and wild and too excited it was in um, Monaco yeah Uh, well Monaco yeah so we I've I've side noted but that trip was insane we'd flown into Nice they got us an Ubercopter not even a lie an Ubercopter from Nice into Monaco went to this like I love a drink I often get overexcited and just hadn't really eaten that day had just gone wet and wild and just oh it was insane but the next day so we'd done this interview and I had time with Lewis Hamilton who actually was a really nice guy what what he said recently about kids not wearing princess dresses I'm like oh come on mate seriously Mm. but that was very anger making oh totally but I mean that's an aside and I think at the heart of it he's a good guy and actually a really great chat to anyway so when I'd gone back home after this meeting and wanting time with David Beckham I'd kind of sent across a couple examples of I've done this but also you know in a previous life I've done red carpet reporting and I've done junkets talking to Charlize Theron or you know Chris Hemsworth or people like that so I'd had I'd had time and I'd had experience of interviewing and chatting to and just being professional with these creatures who you cannot put a foot wrong with Mm, 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 mm. everything has got to be perfect otherwise there's hell to pay and you will know about it so they basically said okay well that's great we've got some time with david but it's going to be as a group so it'll be you three other guys and i was like oh (laughs) um yeah uh yeah that doesn't work i can do that but you probably won't get video from me and that's what they want from me is I've got a YouTube channel which has a male audience and they want video so I, I kind of played on that a little bit and was like well if you want it then give me some time and that is the bigger picture here regard whether it's your channel yeah. or whether it's anything else is have belief in yeah, totally. your product but I also said to them like I know my audience would genuinely love this like the guy is like an icon mm. to many young guys old guys women like he's he's a babe and also mm. he's just like so interesting so they basically said, we've got some time with this. I basically pulled together treatment, so how it would look, where the cameras were. They were like, great, Robin, we might be able to do this. Anyway, 
they said, you've got, we've managed to secure one one-to-one interview. We'd love to give it to you. And I was like, ah, yes, you would. Yes, please. I was like, I am there. However, we can only give you one camera angle, which has to be signed off, which is absolutely normal. In a junket, you've got an A camera, which goes on talent. You've got a B camera, which is the one on you. Like mm-hmm. it's got crap lighting or whatever, but the, the A one is set up because there are people who are crafted and look in a certain mm-hmm. way and everything is so fine tuned. So um, I was like, okay, well, we can see if we can make this work. You know, I want to take my videographer and they're like, oh, we might not be able to do that. You know, it's a very close set. Anyway, managed to get there that day. They were like, you can only have one camera, but you can talk to his people when they come in and see if you can get something sorted. So I went in and we set up and I said to my video guy, Adam, who is like a babe, he's great. And I said to you before, you know, we get on so well, we know how each other works. I was like, Adam, just set the second camera up. Like, I'll see if we can get this proof free. He was like, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, set the, yeah, okay, cool. Sort that. And also I was like, straight after it, here's my phone, come across and take pictures. If we get told off, then we get told off. But I was like, I want pictures. Mm. So they were like, you can only have a professional, which is absolutely fine. Anyway, so David comes in. He's got long hair at this time. Still has long hair. Was it when he was talking it behind his yes. ears with the centre part? So he's talking yeah. it behind his ears. And I'd actually met David Beckham before at a Hague club launch in a very intimate <laughs> gathering. And the guy has got a presence. Like, this guy is gorgeous. He, he's just got such an aura mm. of being just like an... He's just an icon. Side note, there is nothing like it for um, uh, sportsmen. Yeah. When they walk into a room, there's a completely different oh physicality. Yeah. And it's because they make their living yeah. a very good one, thank you very much, with their bodies. That's the way my brain totally. interprets it. But he, but in saying that too, you know, he's actually quite shy. You know, he's he kind of had his head down slightly, but he made sure he kind of worked the room. He'd said hi to everyone and it was just so charming. Came down, sat down. And I said to his teammate, who were actually really lovely, and mm. I said you know, um, can I have a second camera set up? And she looked at me, she's like, yeah, absolutely, just go for it. I was like, great, okay, mm. well, that's me being very upfront and doing it. And, you know, we sat down and fine questions had to be pre-approved, but that's what happens. And he was just such a nice guy. Mm. I mean, he's media trained to within an inch of his life, but everyone is, you know, that's how it goes. But, before, but that but, benefits everyone because totally. he gives you what you want. Yeah, it gives me exactly what I want. But, you know, before and after the camera, you spoke very candidly about just taking the kids to school. He'd just been down at checking out the wine cellar. Like, he was just a really nice guy. And I just, yeah. Also, the content did very well for me. Yeah. You know, like it, it and it sort of, it moved me into, I suppose, a, a different sort of space. And yeah. I would love to do more of that. Like, I, I really love doing that. Well, the thing is as well, and again, when we spoke before the podcast recording, you were talking about your voice training. I mean, voice training was very minor. Yes, but, yes, but you have a good voice, you have a good command. And you, when you do your street style videos where you're, where you're stopping people on the street, essentially, and that, that's no joy. I mean, <laughs> we all get stopped on the street and asked to have a chat about, you know, broadband or whatever. But actually stopping someone, you're, the conversations and the way you're able to make them flow, it's very professional interviewer style. So I could really imagine that being a strong franchise for you. But I just honestly love it. Like even now we're sitting having a chat. I feel really comfortable. I love chatting to people. I'm interested. I kind of want to be able to tell a story. I kind of want to get a story from people. And that's kind of the whole part of what we do is storytelling. Yeah. And that's what it's built on. It's built on human emotion, how something makes you feel. And how did you feel in that moment and how it connects to how other people are feeling? It's, mm. I just think it's it's one of the best things that we can be doing. I agree. And I love that you've come on the show and that you've told me lots of stories. Thank you for having me. I've loved <laughs> it. It's got a very dark outside. 
I know, but only because it's nighttime, not because I've done anything. Mm. Oh, you are, oh god you're taking that off too where are we going with this no not at all honestly listen, this hasn't this been wonderfully ridiculous i've had such a good time and i'm so grateful because robin actually came all the way out to my my little flat Your gorgeous abode but i did make him a lovely coffee it was coffee, great coffee in my new coffee mug. So i'd like a glass of supper. wine now actually that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do should we go and get wet and wild because you yes. said that a few times okay i love getting wet and wild we'll have to go and get wet and wild listeners thank you so much i'm going to put all of the links to man for himself in the show notes the youtube channel the blog instagram all your social media handles and with a hearty hearty call to action to go and follow you and to engage in what you do and even the women even all the women out there i'm going to specifically put the link to that style video that you did where you talk about how to filter websites how to find your color palette all of those things i thought that was a really valuable video that i She'll probably watch again and then have a big splurge on ASOS and buy some things. Robin, thank Thank you you. so much. Before you leave me, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. Your support really does mean so, so much. And that's why all those lovely five-star ratings and reviews that you've been leaving on iTunes uh, mean the world to me. They help this show get noticed on a massive, massive platform. So if you haven't left a five-star review yet, why not head over to iTunes right now? Click those five stars, write a little review about what you like. And uh, yeah, that would make my day and maybe it might make yours. Or if you just want to get in touch with the show, just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. I'm going to be back with another midweek show very, very soon. But for now, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.